Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we're going to be going in-depth into my week number 17 quarterback start or sit decisions for the 2023 fantasy football season. But before we could get into things, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, then please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And while you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure you leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton. If you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. So without further ado, let's get into my week number 17 quarterback start or sit decisions for the 2023 fantasy football season. We begin with Thursday Night Football, the New York Jumbo Jets at the Cleveland Browns. Now, Cool Joe Flacco has a revenge spot here up against the Jets, and I do fully understand that the Jets' defense is great and all, but Joe Flacco has been nothing short of fantastic ever since he suited up as the starting quarterback of the Browns. Last week, he bent the Texans over a table in Houston with 368 passing yards and three touchdowns with two INTs as the quarterback number one. Even against the Jets, I think Flacco will end up finishing inside the top 12 at quarterback, which is something that he has done in three of the four games in which he's played this season. And his only game in which he finished outside the top 12, he was the quarterback number 13 in a revenge spot here up against the Jumbo Jets. I think Joe Flacco has yet another solid game. Trevor Simeon, even in a cupcake matchup last week up against the Commanders, right? Up against the defense. That is absolutely atrocious. Simeon only had 217 passing yards for one touchdown and one INT against the Browns, one of the best defenses in the NFL. Trevor Simeon is not even going to get close to cracking the top 25. He is a clear must sit this week. Next up, we move to a matchup between the Detroit Lions at the Dallas Cowboys on Saturday night football. Now, Jared Goff, the Goffinator, had a decent showing going 30 of 40 for 257 yards last week, but he only had one touchdown in that game, which really burned him for fantasy. The matchup here on paper up against the Cowboys is far from ideal, but at the end of the day, with how the Cowboys defense has looked recently, I definitely wouldn't be shocked at all if Jared Goff finished as a top 12 guy. The matchup here does feel like a higher scoring game, so I like Goff as a low-end quarterback one this week. Dak Prescott was getting fucking plowed last week by the Dolphins defense, right? He's dropping back. And within half of a second, there were three men piling on top of him. And yet, he still managed to have a fine fantasy day with 250-plus passing yards, 25 rushing yards, and two total tutties. Against the Lions defense, I expect the Cowboys to kind of shake out of that funk that they've been in over the last two games because they've lost both of those games and the offense hasn't really been the best especially since the Lions defense reeks to high heaven here. This really is a good spot for Dak. Dak will be a top five quarterback in my rankings this week, and he is a must start quarterback. Next up, we move to the New England Patriots at the no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills for the start of the Sunday slate. Now, Josh Allen had a huge game last week up against the Chargers going 15 to 21 for 237 yards and five rushes for 15 yards with three total touchdowns in that game. The matchup here isn't the best, right? While the Patriots defense is kind of beaten and battered, while they don't have a lot of the guys that they started the season off with, a lot of those studs, it hasn't really mattered as Bill Belichick has rallied the defense 
and they have played quite strong. But again here, even up against a matchup that I don't dub as the most ideal matchup on Earth, Josh Allen has been great all season long. I would be shocked if he fell outside the top five at the quarterback position. So he's another guy that is a must start to me. Bailey Zappi looked fine last week up against the Broncos, passing for over 250 yards and two touchdowns. I like Zappi, but we all kind of know what he's going to do every single week. He's going to finish anywhere from quarterback 20 to 28. And with me already knowing, like I already got the fucking script, right? People joke the NFL scripted. I got the script. I know Zappi is going to be anywhere from quarterback 20 to 28, and you don't start a guy that is ranked as the quarterback 20 through 28. Next up, we got the Atlanta Falcons at the Chicago, Chicago Bears. Now, Taylor Heineke may be a slight upgrade to Desmond Ritter, and maybe against the Cardinals, he could spark one up, little Wayne style before the song, lighter flick, right? He could spark up a decent game here, but on an offense that is ran by a complete and utter fucking dumbass in Arthur Smith, I think even up against if the Falcons were playing not up against the Giants, the little Giants from that movie, I don't even think I would trust Heineke, so I definitely want to stay away from him, even up against the Bears. Now, Justin Fields was the quarterback for last week in a game in which he was running all over the Cardinals defense. This week, he gets the Falcons, which could be the team he might end up being the starting quarterback for next year, right? There's a lot of rumors. Is Fields going to get traded? Is Fields going to be the guy next year? Who's going to be the starting quarterback in Chicago? What do they do with the number one overall pick, this, that, and the other thing? So I'm not saying that's guaranteed to happen, but it wouldn't shock me if with how the Falcons quarterback situation is, with them hopefully shipping Arthur Smith directly the fuck out of there, maybe they bring in a new quarterback and that quarterback is Justin Fields. The Falcons defense is pretty middle of the road, so I do think that Fields will end up being a top eight guy this week. At the beginning of the season, Justin Fields looked nothing like he has looked recently. He looked like straight up dog shit early on in the season, but recently he's really started percolating here, and I think he's going to have another solid game here up against the Falcons. Next up, we move to the Las Vegas Raiders at the Atlanta Falcons, or not the Atlanta Falcons, at the Indianapolis Colts now. Gardner Minshew had a down astronomical game last week against the Falcons in Hotlanta with 201 passing yards and a pick, no touchdowns. Now, I expect him to play better here against the Raiders, assuming that Michael Pittman plays. That would put, if Pittman is playing, Minshew as a bottom of the barrel start. So not a guy that I'm going to sit here and bang the drum for. Not a guy that is an ideal start. He is far from that. But if you are in a real pickle, you could play him. But, and this is a big but, shout out to Violet Myers. If Pittman cannot play, I think you should be benching Gardner. It was crystal clear last week that without Pittman, this Colts offense was nowhere near the same. And with how... Hot, the Raiders defense has been, you cannot argue to start Gardner Minshew without Michael Pittman. Aiden O'Connell followed up a chef's kiss, manufique, beautiful performance against the Chargers in week 15, where he had over 240 passing yards, four touchdowns, zero turnovers, with an absolute dud of scoring a grand total of, drumroll please, two fucking points against the Chiefs in a win. Now, awesome for the Raiders to beat the Chiefs, but hey, two fucking fantasy points doesn't do much for you. 
you're better off starting Aaron Rodgers because O'Connell only outscored him by two fantasy points, right? Even against the Colts defense that just got railed, hit from the back by the Falcons. I don't want anything to do with Aiden O'Connell. Next up, we move to the LA Rams at the New York Football Giants. If you guys have enjoyed today's video thus far, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below as well as hit that like button down below. It would help me out a ton if you want to follow me on Twitter or X. Please do so at NotoriousFNT as well. FNTSY as well. So for the Rams versus the Giants, Terod Taylor has been named the starter over Tommy DeVito for this game after Brian Dayball had to bench DeVito last week in Philly. In that game, Tyrod went 7 of 16 for 133 yards, two rushes for 21 yards, with a touchdown as well as an INT. Now at this point in the season, maybe Brian Dayball believes that Tyrod gives them the best chance to win, but... Ultimately, regardless of which schlub the Giants decided to roll out there as the starting quarterback, you weren't going to start him, right? Even when Tommy DeVito had America just impressed, right? Awestruck from how Tommy DeVito, Tommy Cutlets beats the Packers, right? And again, I like Tommy DeVito. But there was even zero point during that insanity run for DeVito, where I was sitting here banging the drum telling you guys to start him in fantasy. So Tyrod up against a stout Rams defense. No way, Jose, am I starting him. Matthew Stafford has now had five straight weeks for Stafford as a top 12 quarterback. And I don't expect the Matthew Stafford train to be derailed here under charted two style by the Giants. The Giants defense will have zero answer for Pukunakua and Cooper Cup. And now with the emergence of Demarcus Robinson scoring a fucking touchdown in four straight games, that is a third member of this offense that is going to be able to put up points. Plus they have Kyron. Like, I think the Giants are going to get taken to the cleaner here by the LA Rams and the LA Rams potentially playing the Detroit Lions in Detroit in the playoffs would be the best game to watch of that slate, right? The wild card slate. because. Sure, maybe there'll be other games that on paper are better, but the narrative there is beautiful. It is amazing, right? Matthew Stafford, I'm coming home, I'm coming home, right? Up against the Lions, the Lions trying to get their first playoff win in forever, and then Stafford just fucking putting the dagger into their heart, Arya Stark style. It would be beautiful. It really would. But back on, snap back to reality. Shout out Eminem here. Uh, Stafford in this game definitely is top five upside. And I would project him to be at the very least. Bare minimum, a top 10 quarterback on the week. Next up, we move to the Arizona Cardinals at the Philadelphia Eagles. The battle of the birds. Now, Jalen Hurts is a must-start quarterback every single week. And anyone who has Jalen Hurts on their team already knows that. The man has just two games this season where he finished outside the top 12 and has now had back-to-back -back weeks as a top-five quarterback this week against a shit-tier, bottom-of-the-barrel Cardinals defense. I expect Jalen Hurts to be the quarterback numero uno. Next up, we move to the Cardinals side of the ball here with Kyler Murray. Now, Kyler has been a pretty reliable option for fantasy football all year long. Now, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like Kyler Murray has been a super-reliable top-five, top-eight option weekly, but ever since he came back from injury, he's probably going to be a top 14 guy every 
single week. Now, I do have my doubts in this matchup because the Eagles defense has looked greatly improved over the last two weeks compared to the rest of the season, mainly due to Matt Patricia taking over the play calling abilities. So I'm not going to sit here and give Kyler the gawk gawk 9,000 special here, right? And pretend that Kyler is going to finish as a top three quarterback guaranteed, but he really is a safe lower end quarterback one to high end quarterback to play every single week. Next up, we got the New Orleans Saints at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, Derek Carr had a great performance last week against the Rams, but that great performance mostly came due to garbage time being just so fruitful for Derek Carr. He was a garbage time merchant in that game. Carr looked like a steaming pile of horseshit last week for a majority of the game, but then at the end, right, when the Rams are coasting, they're taking their foot off the gas, Carr got some extra points. He went 27 to 40 for 319 yards and three touchdowns with an INT. Now, I genuinely still will continue to sit here and exclaim that Derek Carr isn't very good, but I still believe he could have another garbage time game here just like last week and finish as a top 18 guy. I don't love him, but there are so many bad quarterbacks suiting up to be the starting quarterback of their team to where Derek Carr is a fine low end start. Baker Mayfield is riding hot, hot, hot with three straight games with two or more passing touchdowns and zero turnovers. Last week against the Jaguars, he had 26 completions on 35 attempts for 283 yards and five rushes for five yards with two total touchdowns. I got to rock with Baker here up against the Saints. This is a Saints defense that is pretty hard to read every single week. Some weeks they come out there and look rock solid. Other weeks they show up and look completely awful. Most of the time, they're pretty mid, I would say. So up against a defense that I think could be taken advantage of, I think that Baker Mayfield should have a very solid game. He should be at minimum a top 12 guy, and I will have him ranked inside of the top 10. Next up, we move to a matchup between the San Francisco 49ers and the Washington Commanders. Now, if you are a San Francisco 49ers fan, you probably put on one of those like... Uh, brown paper bags over your head after that game, right? Because everyone in America essentially thought that the 49ers would win that game. Everyone has just been stroking the metaphorical shaft of the 49ers. They've been blowing Brock Purdy, and then Brock Purdy doesn't do anything up against the Ravens and honestly just has the worst game of his career. Brock Purdy was incredibly bad last week. He was the quarterback 33 in fantasy. That is hard to do, right? There's only 32 starting quarterbacks, as you know, right? Quarterback 33. Purdy was seeing ghosts in that game like he was his teammate Sam Darnold back on the Jets. And again, this was the worst game of his career and nothing really even comes close. The Ravens had an answer to everything that the 49ers wanted to do and Purdy just couldn't solve it, right? It wasn't like... The guy in fucking goodwill hunting. He's not wicked smart, right? He couldn't solve the equation. And he was just straight up limp dick in that game. He needed a Cialis. He needed a Viagra. And there were none to be found. Now he gets the commanders, though. And while we did kind of just dance all over Brock Purdy, right? We shit all over his grave. Up against the commander's defense. I talked about this earlier on the week. This feels like a day of reckoning for the commanders, right? The 49ers just got basically 
swirlied, right? They got thrown into a locker by their bully, and now Purdy's gonna go out there and slice him up like his name was Jason Voorhees. Fire up Purdy with no shadow of doubt. I genuinely believe he'll be a top eight guy this week. Now, for the Commanders, the team announced that Brissett will take over as the starter since Sam Howell has now been benched in back-to-back games, right? So this is a shock to basically no one that Jacoby's going to be the guy, but we did have to technically wait until today for them to announce it. Now, in both of those games, the offense was dead, right? The offense could not move the ball at all, and then once Jacoby came under center, it was kind of like the you know, like the the shock thing, right? It shocked them back to life, and they were fine with Jacoby. Last week against the Jets, Jacoby went 10 of 13 for 100 yards and one rush for 10 yards with a touchdown. The prior week up against the Rams in LA, he was 8 of 10 for 124 yards and two touchdowns. Based upon how I feel as though which guy would give the team the best chance to win, right? Who's going to give the team the best chance to win? It would be Brissett. Right? Because Howell appears to just be out of it now, right? His confidence is at an all-time low. So sure, it makes sense to go with Brissett. But are we really going to start a backup quarterback against the 49ers? And the answer to that is hell to the no, to the no, no, no. Next up, we got the Carolina Panthers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. But before we talk about this game, as well as the rest of the games for week 17 at the quarterback position, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel, that again, you hit that subscribe button. And whether you are new to the channel or not, hit that like button down below. But I would also like to give you guys a quick word for our friends and our sponsor over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best place to play NFL Pick'em in the whole entire universe. And today, Underdog Fantasy has a great offer for you guys. But first, I want to explain how the Pick'em game works. So you're going to have to pick a minimum of two players from at least two different teams. So you can't, for instance, just take two players on the Lions. If you did want to do that, you'd have to match it with a player from another team. You can go with the Jets, the Browns. They have every single game on here as the week goes along. They will add more and more picks. So we're going to talk about the Lions at the Cowboys game here. First, we are going to go ahead and go with CD Lamb higher than 90 and a half receiving yards I think up against the Lions defense CD Lamb should be able to have a feast in this game and we are going to match that with David Montgomery higher than 52 and a half rushing yards I think you can definitely take advantage of the Dallas Cowboys by running the ball and it feels like they definitely want to get David Montgomery 15 plus touches in this game and I think he could definitely eclipse 52 and a half rushing yards so if both CD Lamb and David Montgomery go higher on their number you will see three times your entry fee. If you do three picks, then it's six times. Four picks is 10 times and five picks is 20 times your entry fee, assuming that all of them hit. Now, if you are due to underdog fantasy and live in one of the states on your screen right now, you'll receive a first match deposit bonus of up to $100 with promo code Notorious. So if you deposit $100, they give you an additional $100. You do $50, you get an additional $50, $25, additional $25. The minimum deposit on underdog fantasy is $10. If you have a gambling problem, please make sure you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back on into things here, Carolina Panthers at Jacksonville Jaguars. Bryce Young looked mighty fine last week against the Packers, going 23 of 36 for 312 yards and four rushes for 17 yards with two total touchdowns. While I was shocked he played so well, we all know that deep down, any quarterback can smash up against the Packers, which was the case with guys like Tommy DeVito. Now, regardless on how we feel about the Jaguars defense, I think based upon Every other game we've seen this season, you should not be getting cute and starting Bryce Young. Now, Big Dick Beathard, CJ Beathard, is expected to be the starting quarterback for the Jaguars come Sunday. I think? 
the matchup against the Panthers is fine here, right? But this is another classic scenario where the backup quarterback looks decent when given the opportunity, but you're not playing C.J. Beathard in your fantasy football championship, so you got to sit him down. Next up, we move to the Miami Dolphins at the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson has been a top 10 quarterback in three straight games and is coming off an amazing performance up against a strong 49ers defense going 23 of 35 for 252 yards with seven rushes, 445 yards, and two total touchdowns. As a Dolphins fan, I hope, I pray to the football gods that Lamar struggles, right? But I know deep down the Dolphins defense struggles mightily they struggle in a big way with mobile quarterbacks and Lamar will probably end up skull fucking us I would be shocked if Lamar wasn't a top eight quarterback so I will rank him as such Tua has been on the struggle bus in terms of fantasy football as of recently finishing outside the top 28 quarterback in three straight weeks while he sliced up both the Jets and the Cowboys defense passing for just one touchdown doesn't really cut it for fantasy now he faces the Ravens defense that just turned the Almighty fucking 49ers offense into a JV football squad. Tua will be ranked outside the top 12 for me this week. Now, I could see him having a huge game like he did last season against the Ravens in Baltimore, which I hope happens, right? As a Dolphins fan, I'll be ecstatic if that happens. I'm not going to get my hopes up too much on Tua this week. Next up, we move to the Tennessee Titans at the Houston Texans. Now, when reading through the tea leaves here, it appears that Will Levis may actually end up suiting up on Sunday for the Titans, which would be great as I am tired of watching that bum Ryan Tannehill play football. If Levis plays, I would leave him on the bench though, considering I believe the Texans defense is drastically underrated. From what I've read about CJ Stroud, right, we're continuing to read through the tea leaves here. It appears that CJ Stroud is going to end up being the starter on Sunday based upon how he's progressed through concussion protocol. I get that Stroud has missed two straight games, but when Stroud is healthy, he is essentially a must-start quarterback in my book. The Titans defense is a beautiful. Jeff's kiss matchup here. Or the guy who, in my opinion, is going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. I love Stroud as a top eight quarterback on the week. Next up, we move to the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Seattle Seahawks, the start of the four o'clock slate. Geno Smith had a pretty average game against the Titans last week, 227 passing yards and two touchdowns. Now facing the Steelers defense that feels a little bit rejuvenated. I just don't want anything to do with Geno here in this matchup, especially considering he's been pretty subpar this season as a whole. Mason Rudolph, the red nose reindeer, led the Steelers to a win up against the Bengals, just like Rudolph helped guide Santa Claus and his sleigh on that foggy Christmas Eve. Rudolph, Rudolph, Rudolph went 17-27 for 290 yards and two tugs against the Bengals. While that was cool and all to watch, even up against the Seahawks defense that is pretty hot and cold, I would prefer to leave Rudolph on the bench. Next up, we move to the LA Chargers at the Denver Broncos, and the Broncos have benched Russell Wilson. Sorry for screaming. Have benched Russell Wilson in favor of Jarrett Stidham as the team appears to want to save that money like the Little Dicky song and it seems like the book is now closed on Mr. Unlimited as the starting quarterback of the Broncos. From what I've read, he is going to be cut this offseason. 
Regardless of what you want to say about how Russell Wilson got butt-fucked here, at the end of the day, the fantasy season moves along, and now we got to talk about Jared Stidham, right? He's a fully competent quarterback, and we have seen some flashes of him during his career, but are we really playing Jared fucking Smith, Jared fucking Stidham, in our championship game? The answer is, fuck no, baby! Easton Stick played Ite against the Bills last week, going 23 of 33 for 215 yards with 25 rushing yards and a tug. The Denver Broncos defense is pretty hard for me to read every week. You like trying to read Braille as someone that has no idea how to read it, right? Or me trying to fucking speak Italian. I don't speak a lick of Italian, so. Some games, they look solid. Other games, they look like they can't stop a nosebleed. And I think rooting for Easton Stick is fun and all, but I'd rather root for him. From afar, on my bench, next up, we got the Cincinnati Bengals at the Patrick Mahomes. At the Patrick Mahomes. At the Kansas City Chiefs. If you guys couldn't tell from watching the video, I am a little bit under the weather. My voice is fucked up. Got a bunch of cuts because I have to keep sneezing. My brain is in a fog. The foggy do. So I apologize if I say something's wrong. Um, Not like I've said anything wrong in this video, but... Technically, I just did, but you get what I mean. So, Jake Browning, his great run came to a screeching halt against the Steelers last week with one touchdown to, to three interceptions. Now, his day wasn't a straight-up disaster because he passed for 335 yards, but definitely not ideal for Mr. Jake Browning here. I think he should bounce back this week, but I I'm not playing him this week, let's be honest. Now, Mahomes has had four straight games outside the top 12, and I'm genuinely in a spot where I don't want anything to do with Kermit the Frog, Patrick Mahomes. I doubt he shits the bed here at home against the Bengals, but geez, do I feel like Mahomes shouldn't even be ranked inside of the top 10. He is going to be a fringe top 12 for me guy on the week, right? A top 12 fringe guy. But... Frankly, based upon the options that you may have, you might actually want to bench Mahomes this week. Final game here, Green Bay Packers at the Cold Lake Minnesota Vikings on Sunday Night Football. The battle for second in this division, potentially getting that wild card spot. Jordan, love me tender, love me sweet, made sweet, sweet love to the Panthers defense in Carolina last week, going 17 of 27 for 219 yards and three touchdowns with zero INTs. Very nice, making two straight weeks with multiple touchdowns and no interceptions. The Vikings matchup here is far from ideal, right? I'm not going to sit here and pretend I think Jordan Love's going to go off, but I think he's a high-end quarterback too for me on the week. Nine-inch Nicholas Mullins, despite throwing four interceptions up against the Lions, he still had a great game as he threw for 411 yards and two touchdowns as a top 12 quarterback on the week. This week, he faces a Packers defense that is so bad, they made Bryce Young look like prime Patrick Mahomes, so I expect Mullins to have, at bare minimum, a top 16 game on the week at home in Minnesota. So thank you guys all so much for watching. If you did end up enjoying today's video, please make sure you hit that subscribe button down below. And while you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure that you do leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton. If you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. Love you guys all so much. Hope you have a great rest of your guys' day. And as always, check out one of the videos on your screen. Good.